Taiwan from the early 1990s to the early 2000s will forget Gao Peihua or Corbett Wall. Back then, he was known as the island's Prince of the Saxophone. Today, Wall heads up a nonprofit based in Alishan, where he not only works with the indigenous Zhou people, he also mentors young people looking to express themselves through culture and art. One of his protégés, Danivu, recently found success at an international festival in Germany. He shares that story in this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. I took a group of indigenous people from Alishan to uh, support a young tribal girl named Danivu. As part of our NGO, I've been uh, supporting her and, and developing her, and, and she has a remarkable talent. And I encouraged her to try exploring different types of media. And so I had her do the drawings for a 360 film, which was an indigenous tale called The Little Warrior. And this is a, a tale that had been passed down generations to generations orally. The story is about a little boy who goes out with his father fishing, and a big hand comes out of the sky. And he's curious, so he reaches for the hand, and the hand pulls him up into the heavens. And uh, the hand is Hamo. Hamo is the supreme being for the Zhou people. He's, he's their supreme god. And uh, he pulls him up in the heavens to teach this little boy the ways of the warrior. And the boy disappears for a long time. And he comes back about 18 years later. You know, and the numbers change depending on who tells the story. But he, he came back as a man. And he brought back to earth how to use fire, how to hunt, how to fish. All the traditions of Zhou he brought back. So in many ways, he was abducted by aliens. So I worked with Danivu to weave this story, and, uh, and we, uh, we drew it. I shouldn't say we drew it. I, I heavily encouraged her uh, <laughs> to use her style to draw it. And uh, I found a German animator and an Austrian musician, and uh, we created this uh, full dome piece. I wonder how and long is it? It, it's, uh, these types of things are short. So they're usually right. five or six. It's about six and a half minutes. You can't really sit and watch these. It's too much information. You get dizzy. It's like VR. Right. And it's more VR than VR, put it that way. And so we were invited by this Full Dome Festival to premiere this film. They saw just a few minutes of it or a few seconds of it. And they said, this is really cool. Can you premiere it at our festival? And so I thought that was a fantastic way to take uh, Zoe Culture uh, to an international audience. And so we said, well, we can't just take the film. We should probably take as many traditional singers as we can take. So we took seven, actually eight. We took eight. So we did a performance there, and it was fantastically well-received. You know, if you can imagine with all this technology in Germany and, and you got the uh, indigenous people singing with this beautiful legend going on in the background, and we won the grand prize. That's awesome. So, that yeah. is awesome. So we won this, this award. It's like the Oscar. They gave us a nice statuette. It's called the uh, Janus Award for uh, Best Full Dome Film. And they were blown away. We're blo everyone's blown away. So. Okay, let's roll that back a little bit. Tell me how you, <laughs> tell me how you got involved. I've been very fortunate in, in my career, uh, unbelievably lucky. When you look back in hindsight, you know, I came to Taiwan. I, I had a, a wonderful career here. I was able to make a career out of something I loved doing which is very hard, you know. If, if someone loves gardening, it's very hard to make a career out of that. <laughs> I just happened to love making music, and I was able to make a, a career out of that. And that good luck and fortune, good fortune took me all over the world. So it allowed me to travel, allowed me to meet interesting people. I was allowed, uh, you know, or given the opportunity to have a, a fantastic career in, in, in the States and uh, in China and, and, you know, all over Asia. And so a while back, uh, my wife and I, we began getting involved in, I guess you can call them meaningful pet projects. Uh, our first one was in New York. We uh, started a intercultural orchestra, a kids orchestra in Flushing, New York. And we got involved in, in this and it was called the Seven Train Orchestra. 
because uh, the area that we were was, was right next to Flushing, and Flushing, the 7 train is the subway there. And along this train, there's like 120 different nationalities. And so uh, we started this orchestra so that uh, Greek kids could get along with Chinese kids, could get along with Colombian kids, could get to meet Indian kids, could work with Korean kids. And this was sort of a, a platform for that. And that kind of got us involved in working in the arts. So that was kind of our first project. But this sort of, I guess, momentum led us to other things. Uh, we did a performing arts workshop here in Taipei years later when I moved back. We started a place called The Living Room. I think some, some expats that uh, have been here for a while will remember that. And that was kind of a platform for people to explore themselves and, and play original music. And there was theater and comedy shows and things. So we've always been involved in, in this type of thing. My work took me to China, as many people, you know, back and forth in China to the U.S., and, uh, um, you know, we got involved in a, a school in Yunnan, an orphanage in, in Tibet. All, just things that happened, we said, well, we can get involved. Let's see what we can do. And so this kind of momentum led us all over the world to different places, meeting different people. But Irene and I were, were thinking, well, you know, now that we're coming sort of to the twilight of our career, uh, what, that's a nice way of saying it, right? Now, it's now a that, lovely way of putting now it. Now that we're getting old, uh, you know. What, <laughs> I what did are, not say that. But that's what it means. And right. uh, what should we do? You know, I mean, that's a question that every every family asks themselves, especially if you're an expat. And I guess I'm still an expat, even though I've kind of have roots in Taiwan. But, you know, I really like traveling. I like uh, working and helping people as I can, sharing my experience. Um, I, I love doing stuff in art and technology, which is kind of what I've been doing my whole life. Uh, so let's do that. And so uh, we, we, we had a handshake and, sh and, and we said, we're going to start doing things in that direction. After some consideration, the musician decided to settle in a hamlet in Alishan. Well, you know, we met the, uh, the principal, we, uh, we met some local artists, we started to understand, and we felt that what a, what a wonderful place, you know, and we realized that there were some, you know, some things that maybe we could do here. And that's how that started. And that was uh, five years ago. The decision to stay in Taiwan appears to be an easy one for Wall to make. You know, it's like, kind of like fate brought me to Taiwan, fate brought me back to Taiwan. And, uh, you know, I, 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 still, I still do other stuff. You know, I'm still, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, uh, it's not like um, I just, you know, move to the mountains and I'm a hermit. No, no, I, st I, I, still, <laughs> I still work. Uh, you know, I have, I have uh, various things that I work on and, uh, and, I, and I work for and with other people. But, um, but your priorities change a bit and things that maybe were once quite important aren't so important. Yeah. Um, Mountain time has kind of taught me that. Irene and I, we put a five-year plan down. And we're at the end of the five years now, and we've achieved this thing, and we've, we've found young talent, we've developed it. And, but all those kind of seeds that we've planted and developed are starting to grow. You, and, need, to, you need to mentor that now. That's, well, that's different, yeah, you know? and, and so now the next thing that I have to do is I have to go and ask other people to help us. You know? So I'm talking to foundations. You know, I'm, I'm figuring out uh, what the relationship should be with, with the government. Uh, I've, you know, I've got a great relationship with uh, the local villages there. And, and so what do they really need? You know, how, how can I support? You know, within my ability. And you become very, very realistic about you know, what you can do and, and how you can help and how you can get involved and such. But that's the, the beauty of where I'm at now. And like right now, one of the key things we realize is uh, what we need is, is, is people. And so we have volunteers coming up. So, uh, so I'm always putting the word out, you know, if anybody wants to volunteer, whether it's a day or a week or a month, you know, come up and uh, we'll, we'll put you to work. You are listening to Corbett Wall. And that does it for this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Hope Go. Thank you for tuning in.